I'm Samantha Grove, a student at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I'm producing this world ethnography project for Anth212, Introduction to Cultural Anthropology. My majors are journalism and broadcast, so it comes to no surprise that I decided to read an ethnography that questioned the role of the media. Backstories, U.S. News Production, and Palestinian Politics by Amal A. Bashara looks at how the media has affected Palestinian people. Bashara is a current professor at Tufts University and is currently working on projects related to Palestinian relationships and examinations of pol politics in Palestinian areas. Her book was published in 2013 by the Board of Trustees of the Leland Stanford Junior University. Her research questioned the effects that the media has on Palestinian people, addressing a different issue in depth each chapter. Her ethnographic research focused on U.S. journalism during and after the Second Intifada. We interrupt this message for a very brief history lesson for some context. Intifada is an Arabic phrase meaning the rebellion or uprising that has been used as a title for the uprising of the Palestinian people against Israeli occupation of the West Bank and Gaza Strip. Both Israeli Jews and Palestinian Arabs felt a connection to Israel, the West Bank, and the Gaza Strip in a religious context and a historical one. After the First World War, during which there was already intense conflict in what had been the state of Palestine, support was growing for the new League of Nations to develop a governmental body for the area after their previous empire fell. The League of Nations created a mandate for Palestine, which gave Britain control of the territory in 1923. The area was under British rule until 1947, when the United Nations developed a plan to split the area into two states one for Jews and one for Arabs. The plan developed also proposed that the city of Jerusalem was to be a neutral territory for both Jews and Palestinian Arabs. However, conflict continued between the two groups over territory, particularly as Palestinian Arabs argued that as they constituted a larger portion of the population, they deserved more land in 1948, the UN's plan was put in place and Palestine and Israel were declared independent states. War later broke out between Arab groups from surrounding nations and Israelis, ending in 1949 with Israel controlling more than two-thirds of the area that had been divided by the United Nations. Several conflicts occurred in the area between the Palestinians and Israelis who claimed a right to this land after this time. Then in 1987, the First Intifada began where Palestinian militias revolted. The Oslo Accord was drawn up during this time in order to give Palestinian people a governmental body over the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. A second accord was created in 1995 in order to develop a plan for Israeli troops to withdraw from Palestinian areas. Regardless of their efforts, both accords failed and the conflict between the two communities continued. Now we are finally to where Bashir's ethnographic work begins, the Second Intifada. In the year 2000, Ariel Sharon, future Israeli Prime Minister, visited the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem, which many Palestinians took as a defensive move because of her political ideology. Violence ensued between the two groups, lasting for about five years until Israeli forces withdrew from the Gaza Strip. Bashara comments in the introduction of her ethnographic work that she could not travel the areas of, Gaza, of the Gaza Strip at the time because Israeli control over the area locked it down. While Bashara was able to travel in areas of the West Bank and Israel between 2003 to 2005 and during the summers of both 2007 and 2009. Her work in these areas focused on both U.S. foreign correspondents and Palestinian reporters, fixers, producers, camera people, and photojournalists. Each chapter of her book contextualizes journalistic decisions and discusses how those decisions can have profound effects on the way the Palestinian people are re represented. 
The general theme throughout the work is that Palestinians face a number of obstacles in ensuring they are properly represented by international media and the importance that poses for their political and personal well-being. Bashir describes the way the media produces news to be transformative, both socially and politically, even before publication. She also emphasizes how Palestinians are vital to U.S. news production in the area, though they are often not recognized. Each chapter features a short section before it begins, where she asks different members of Palestinian communities to analyze the piece produced by Western media. Issues covered in Bashir's ethnographic work include the language used by Western media, the systems of power put in place, and how globalization influences the Palestinian people. Amal Bashira's first chapter analyzes Western media ideals of balanced objectivity and accumulated authorship. Media professionals in the United States put a specific emphasis on the ideal where journalists remain entirely neutral in their reporting and use balanced objectivity, even when reporting on complex conflicts. The use of balanced objectivity becomes so problematic for the Palestinian people when phrases deemed politically safe are not entirely representative. An example Bashiri gives is the use of the word barrier over a more accurate description of wall or fence. Using the word barrier may seem harmless, but it lacks the harsh reality that Palestinians really face at borders, which are prejudiced checkpoints surrounded by impassable fences and walls. The violence involved in conflicts between the Palestinians and Israelis complicates the objectivity beyond just the language misrepresenting communities. The first chapter also discusses how Bashir's idea of accumulated authorship. Palestinians are deemed unable to remain neutral in their reporting, so they are often not given credit in the bylines of their stories. In contrast, according to Bashara, it is it's less difficult for Israelis to participate in the media because it is deemed less controversial to associate with Israelis than Palestinians. When Palestinians are named in the bylines of a story, it is not uncommon that they did not write the article or have the final edit. This means that the Palestinian listed would be at fault for the public response where they do not have full control of the language used or the message being put forth. Often the articles associated with a Palestinian author are controversial in nature, which reinforces the idea that Palestinians are unable to meet the Western ideal of balanced objectivity, so therefore they should not participate in news production. The second chapter of Amal Bashir's ethnographic work focuses on hardships journalism professionals face reporting in Palestinian areas. One major example she lists is the struggle to gain access to the areas needing to be reported on. Many Palestinian journalists find it difficult to obtain government press office cards which allow journalists to travel through checkpoints around the Gaza Strip and the West Bank and into Israel for work. One of the reasons the Israeli government has used to keep Palestinians from obtaining these passes is in dictating that no one who has been imprisoned can get one. Israel rejecting individuals applying for press credentials on the basis of them having been previously incarcerated may seem like a completely understandable action. But the reason many Palestinian journalistic professionals have been imprisoned is for actions that would be deemed considerably normal in other nations. Many journalists have been imprisoned for things like participation in peaceful political activism, being in the area of a conflict, or having had some kind of association with Palestinian movements. Bashir's third chapter covers another ideal for journalists in the United States requiring the media professionals to show a disinterest in political occurrences. This yet again forces Palestinians to a marginalized position in the production of international news. She discusses how this journalistic ideal sets people who are deeply personally affected by political events up to fail. Palestinians are by their stateless nature subject to the political sphere they are subjects of. So of course they would have to have interest in the political events 
She discusses the ability to have disinterest in politics as a privilege that many do not possess. This means many Palestinians are not invited to participate in the creation of international news or are kept at a lower level of work. This can be frustrating for many Palestinians who see journalism as, the, as a potential quote-unquote tool in the liberation struggle, end quote. Amal Bashura describes in the fourth chapter the experience of journalists in Palestine. Journalists, as well as other Palestinian professionals, have to struggle with all of the normal stuff work life entails while also being occupied and having to battle to travel. The system of power put in place by Israeli authority on Palestinian people led Palestinians to be so used to dealing with violence and military forces that while Bashura describes feeling lost in the midst of tear gas and smoke, the journalists on the scene react as if they completely expected the occurrence. Camera people and news teams continue shooting among violence, as violence has become such an average occurrence in the area. The fight against geographical and political obstacles often makes eyewitness reporting difficult, making creating a representative picture difficult unless the individual is willing to suffer for that representation. Individuals can't even report on or participate in peaceful protests against building of walls because the military blocks off the area before they can arrive, claiming it is under military order. The fifth chapter discusses the building of walls and how these kinds of events affect Palestinian identities. Israeli forces have continued to encroach on Palestinian land, taking away their jobs, farmland, and reducing their safety as military forces move closer to communities. As Palestinians are either seen as terrorists or victims in the news, many feel that the international media is doing nothing to help. As they watch, more and more walls are being built, shrinking what little of the original country they have left. Palestinians are faced with difficult choices regarding how to best respond to what is perceivably attacks on their communities. Although violence is harsh and difficult to face, it can be difficult for individuals that feel peaceful protests don't get published, so there is no use trying to be peaceful. But many Palestinians continue to attempt at peaceful negotiations regardless, hoping for a positive change. Palestinians have to be concerned over how their communities are represented in the global media in the interest of doing everything they can to gain support for their communities in need. The final chapter of Bashura's ethnographic work focuses on the perspective of observing international news and Palestinian conflicts in Palestinian communities. She explains how, how the way individuals are represented in the media is so problematic because, quote, the norms of news writing, which favor events like press conferences and explosions, did not generally permit inclusions of details and explication of long-term trends that would communicate to international readers how Palestine was, in fact, much less than a state, end quote. She explains how many of the struggles experienced by Palestinians, many of which we all have already discussed, are not apparent. Not publishing content that fully represents these people and what they experience, the media creates a false image that allows people to form opinions on half-truths. Amal A. Bashara explains the importance in understanding journalism in a different perspective where Palestinian journalists would be better appraised for their hard work. 
quote, recognizing the embodied dimensions of journalistic labor also gives us insight into intellectual production in general. While anthropologists have challenged the Cartesian divide between mind and body for decades, an assumption persists that intellectual labor is disembodied and that we produce knowledge with our minds rather than our bodies. Palestinian journalists would not be successful in their jobs if they did not know how to use their eyes, ears, and feet effectively to discern the events around them, to position themselves in places that grant perspective and allow them to stay safe. Indeed, journalists' work reveals that embodied skills cannot be separated from social and intellectual ones. Interpreting the world enlists all our senses, even if our interpretations must be considered condensed into words. Embodied skills are entailed in an array of forms of discernment that Palestinians must practice. When we do not recognize the body's role in producing knowledge, or when we do not exert an embodied effort to investigate and comprehend power, we risk overlooking systematic violence that is concretized into the environment, as in the case of checkpoints. We risk missing perspectives that require going somewhere inconvenient, scaling a pile of rubble, taking a path through the mountains to reach a protest, or drawing quite close to people about whom one, one wants to learn." End quote. Issues in the West Bank, Gaza Strip, and Israel regarding representation and struggles the media faces in reporting represent many bigger issues regarding systems of power and language usage. This reading was beneficial to me particularly as a prospective student of journalism and mass communication. I have taken courses for my journalism major that introduces this idea of fair representation, but also this idea of objectivity, objectivity and disinterest in political occurrences. I can understand the importance of for objectivity, but this reading introduced to me the need to report in a way that does not sacrifice context for objectivity. Amma Bashara did a wonderful job in this work introducing her ideas by both providing examples in her ethnographic study and published media in the United States. Although her work gave me a different perspective on journalistic integrity, using a situation I did not have a thorough understanding of prior, I did feel that perhaps the argument on her side lacked the perspective of Israelis in this very complicated conflict. Thank you all for listening. This has been a World Ethnography Project on Backstories, U.S. News Production, and Palestinian Politics by Amal A. Bashara. I have been your host, Samantha Grove. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, 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 yeah.